It's Monday, and it's time for Buy High, Sell Low with Brian Warner. Back from a little golf and fishing trip down to Florida this past weekend. Still kind of in recovery mode. It was a rough one. Got uh, a couple rounds of golf, full day of fishing in on Friday. Not a uh, great day of fishing, but uh, plenty of booze. The old vodka and pineapple in the morning, a couple beers on the golf course, and bourbon at night. Can't beat it. But I'll tell you what you can beat. The results of my betting this weekend was atrocious. Don't know how many people actually followed along. I think I heard some people actually listen to this thing, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, the fact that anybody would actually listen, but I think maybe more people listen just to make fun of me than anything. But uh, had a rough had a rough start on Thursday. Uh, you know, opened up had uh, Indiana, St. Mary's obviously didn't work out well. Marquette. Got their brains beat in by North Carolina. South Dakota State, just a hot pick of the week over Providence, plus two. They also got their brains beat in. Colorado State over Michigan, which Michigan's proven to be a basketball team over the first two games of the tournament. Uh, Colorado State got their brains beat in. That was that was Thursday's round, and uh, we'll get to some other Thursday games here shortly one that I really don't want to talk about. Then came Friday and thought maybe we had turned a corner. Went uh, Davidson, uh, one and a half point favorite, or one and a half point dog, I'm sorry, against Michigan State. And I don't know if you guys saw how that cover happened, but that meaningless three at the the buzzer gave me the cover. I was pretty happy about that right before bed. Houston, eight and a half over UAB. Turned out to be a solid pick there. And uh, Texas, which, I'm sorry, I just did it, and uh, I know that some of my feedback was I need to drink water, clear my throat too much. So there you go. Just had a drink of water. Let's see if we can't cut out the throat clearing or at least step away from the microphone a little bit. Anyway, Houston, eight and a half point favorites over UAB. Got that one. Texas, one point favorite over Virginia Tech. That was an easy one. Then we went into uh, Friday, and well, I'm sorry, Jesus. We went into Saturday, and UCLA over St. Mary's, which I didn't put these picks, obviously. I just did the first round. So you guys can follow me on the Action Network to kind of see my picks before I make them. But uh, wasn't good, you know, going in Saturday. <clears throat> You know, with sorry UCLA, Michigan, and uh, Arizona minus ten. You know that, that TCU team. That was sorry. That jeez. Let me get this straight. All right. Pick three games on Saturday. UCLA, Arkansas, and Michigan. So obviously the Arkansas game. Um, you know, over New Mexico State, they, they won but didn't cover. UCLA covered, and Michigan not only covered but beat Tennessee in a pretty surprising game. Then went a little heavy on Sunday, 20th, and wish I hadn't now. I thought I saw a couple games that I liked. Wasn't really sure about a couple, but 
in my line of betting, I don't feel good about something. It probably means it's got a better chance. I feel really good about something. So, took Arizona, gave up 10 points. Arizona wins by five. Texas, plus three, but Purdue got their brains beat in. SEC continues a good showing in the tournament. Auburn getting beat by Miami. I had Auburn minus seven and a half in that one. I had Texas Tech giving up eight and only one by six over Notre Dame. And then Houston, who has proven to be what I think might be the best team in the league right now, giving up four and a half against Illinois and winning by 15. And then, just to kind of run that off, not to get off topic too much, but the Shane Lowry and Justin Thomas picks did not come through for uh, the Valspar this weekend. However, uh, Justin Thomas had a pretty good showing. Lowry didn't do bad either, but, you know, as far as, you know, making a push, I think JT was one stroke off the lead uh, with playoff going to uh, – Sam Burns this weekend, so missed out on a little cash in there. But uh, we'll, we'll get into kind of some of the, the tournaments and looking at the bracket and that kind of stuff. Obviously, just a terrible bracket if you listen to the whole podcast and kind of me breaking down all the games all the way through the Final Four. Um, <clears throat> not really showing up very well. Uh, Davidson losing to Michigan State early on was one that I really liked. All right, let's stop beating around the bush here. Let's get to it. Kentucky lost, and I really don't give a shit about this tournament anymore. I will watch to watch Houston. I think they are a very physical ball team and just just athletes across all across the field. And they just had a really good, you know, just a tough, gritty ball team. And I think that's what any more of this tournament's turning into is, you know, you have to have a real grit to you. And, and hot take, if you will, that I want to take on this SEC showing this year, I mean, Arkansas being the only team left in the tournament, is I've complained, I've heard a lot of people complaining about how difficult it is to watch some of these basketball games in the SEC and refs kind of taking the games over, getting rid of any flow, any kind of rhythm in a game, and it really turns down to just a bunch of foul calls. And, you know, that, that flashy guard play, shooters, and that kind of stuff isn't translating well into the tournament where they're letting the guys play. And it was honestly watched a lot of basketball this weekend, and it was enjoyable to watch because they let them play. They didn't, weren't calling fouls every three seconds. They weren't going to the monitors to check a hook and hold every five seconds. And it was just enjoyable basketball and letting the kids play and letting the players control the game. And I think that might be where the disconnect is, is these SEC teams are used to these fouls called and you know, not, a lot of, not a lot of toughness out there. And, I mean, you know, you can point through some players through the SEC that are tough and that, that play tough basketball. <clears throat> but you just – throughout the, the, the course of a game, they expect things to be called that aren't getting called. They can't overcome it. Disappointed to watch Kentucky lose. I mean, there's a lot of calls for Coach Cal to, to leave or move on from him, whatever. I, I don't think it's that. I mean, let's, 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 let's be honest with ourselves. The guy's a hell of a recruiter, always gets top talent in here. 
and even some of the lower talent, if they stick around, end up getting developed into pretty strong basketball players. Where I do have criticism of them is what I think we've known for years, at least since that Wisconsin loss is when it really dawned on me that the guy's not a good X's and O's coach. You know, everybody talked about him coming in with a dribble drive offense and being a real X and O's guy, but I'll be honest with you, I don't see it. I really don't. And until he can humble himself enough to bring in a solid mind that can come in and teach a offense to this team that sets screens, has players moving and getting open for open shots. I mean, you can't tell me that Kellen Brady's not an excellent shooter of the basketball. And the kid just never got open the second half of the year. Once we started playing in conference play and people started locking him down, we weren't doing anything. I mean, that bullshit of running around on the baseline and running by a couple of players and, you know, hooking around to the wing to try to take a, you know, fade away three. I mean, your chances of hitting that shot are not 30% at that point, right? And, you know, set, having the big guy come out, set a screen at the top of the key, work off that, and then some little, you know, 15-footer is the result of your, you know, your offense. It's not going to cut it. I mean, I think a 15-footer is a very underutilized, you know, spot to shoot the basketball on the floor, and you can get some good shots. And if you're a college basketball player, you better be able to knock the thing down better than 50%. But that can't be the result of your offense all the time. And just trying to put a guy on the wing and try to make an entry pass to, to Oscar, whoever your center is, if Oscar comes back, I mean, it just – it's not going to work. And you can have the best talent in the world, but, you know – being the highest-paid gym teacher in the world and roll the balls out and say, go play, kids, that ain't going to cut it. It's not going to win you championships. And I think that's kind of where we're at with this Kentucky team. Uh, it's just not not enough technical coaching going on. We've got all the assets in the world and all the money in the world to spend on this program, and we can't bring in a coach that can – really teach a offense and set up a couple plays. I mean, Jesus Christ, the most frustrating thing in the world is watching inbounds play underneath our basket. And all they do is take a tall guy, have him push off and catch a, a lob pass inbounds. I mean, they could probably call a foul on that play 75% of the time for the kid pushing off to catch the ball. Set some freaking screens, move people around, make a play to the basket, or, or you know, do what a ton of teams do and make that inbounds passer one of the most dangerous people on the floor because once he inbounds it, gets open, and can shoot a jump shot. I mean, it's just mind-blowing how we don't do anything. I mean, just nothing. It's just lazy. Throw the balls out there and let the best players on the on the floor win, and you're going to win some basketball games. I mean, we have. But I think I saw something the other day that says the last NCAA tournament win, not Final Four, not Elite Eight, no, last tournament win was 2019. I mean, that's it's crazy for a team that is supposed to be the gold standard in college basketball. But, um, <clears throat> I'll probably still watch some games from my line when I say that I'm, I'm done with it. But, I mean, it's just tough to have the expectations we have, have probably what should be hands down the player of the year on the team, have the pieces, the, the, 
experience? I mean, when was the last time Kentucky had the experience of, you know, having juniors and seniors on the team playing? And to come out with this result is just disappointing, to say the least. So, um, kind of moving on from that, I guess we can talk a little bit about trip. You know, my favorite saying is you can't drink all day if you don't start first thing in the morning. And uh, St. Patty's Day started out at the Charlotte Airport with a couple Guinness. Sat down with three other guys in the airport, never met us each other. And each one of us sat down and tried to order a Guinness and a Jameson at 7 o'clock in the morning on Thursday. So I think we all had the same plans. Uh, the bar didn't have any Jameson, so we all just settled for the Guinness. And uh, it was just kind of funny being the first one sitting at the bar listening to everybody pop in and order the same thing. I sat there and bullshitted with the guy for a guy for a minute. Now my wife wants to know if I'm recording, so I'm going to pause for a second and text her that I am recording to see if she still comes in. Um, but uh, sit down and listen to those guys order drinks and ended up striking up a conversation with the guy. And I guess he liked me so much that he ended up buying me a drink. But, uh, you know, finished that day off uh, watching basketball at the end of the night, drinking way too much bourbon. And, uh, you know, 5 o'clock uh, wake-up call on Friday to get the boat ready and get on the road to get down to Cedar Key and do a little red fishing. My buddy took a drone out, and we were kind of sitting in one spot. And you could see the fish moving in the water, but we just figured it wasn't the fish we were looking for. We weren't, you know, we were trying to target redfish, and kind of went out, took the drone out, and you could just see hundreds of fish, hundreds of redfish that is swimming around. And we were talking about frustrated when we got back, knowing that the fish were there. They just weren't like, eating what we were putting in front of them. So, you know, came back and watched some basketball. I mean, it's just. A just a really fun trip. I swear I think it takes four years off my life. I'm still recovering. I came home and hit the couch after sleeping on both flights on the way home. Came home, hit the couch, turned golf on, and I think I watched probably two holes of golf before I was asleep again. And uh, my wife ended up waking me up uh, probably about 8 o'clock last night. So pretty useless, um, but it was a good time. Uh, looking forward, we have a bigger golf trip in the fall. We take down to South Carolina every year. About 20, 24 of us go down, and uh, a really good time. We've got kind of a core group that goes now. We had a couple people that went early, and they no longer join us anymore because we're not going to the beach. And they've got their own plans. Some of them were younger, started their own families now, and just trying to find that time to get away. It's kind of tough. But um, look forward to those times, kind of get out, reset. Uh, this week, got to get uh, the job hunt going. Got uh, got a couple decent prospects, but I think my wife is tired of seeing me. I definitely need to get the hell out of the house. Cause, um, yeah, let's just say that she's tired of seeing me around the house. So I think I'm gonna wrap it up there. I think I gave you guys enough bullshit. I'll probably do another episode this week, uh, kind of giving you some picks of what I see on the game starting on Thursday. Again, don't bet. Uh, as, as you can tell, um, I put it in on the Action Network and some of the games I felt real confident with and some of the teams that I, uh, you know, had moderate confidence in doing, you know, the units that they do, 55 units, 110 units, which I just equate to dollars, um, kind of see where, where I would be. And I think I ended up down $275 uh, this week 
So, again, bet at your own uh, risk. Do not listen to me. I'm the world's worst. Uh, no matter how good I tell you a bet is, it's going to be piss poor. So, thanks for listening. Hope uh, you guys enjoy this still. And really look forward to another episode this week. I'm going to kind of keep these shorter, maybe a little more enjoyable, and I don't drag on forever. Thanks again. Have a great